0: Welcome everyone to the show I hope this finds you all well We are I will look up the number at some point But let's say uh, Close to the Five month mark away from Ghostbusters Afterlife And I wanted to As I like to say The mood struck me to want to Dive into (laughs) The road to that and then Beyond and I think it's something that so many people have um actually built up uh finally the energy the anticipation so much everyone looking forward to this um new era of ghostbusters that is about to you know open up after life after life <laughs> so let's dive in shall we let's do this just had to change some uh Recording devices there, because I'm recording out in the field, as they say. But I want to actually open up with um, with something from the, of all places, the Wikipedia. So, based on his own fascination with spirituality, Ackroyd conceived Ghostbusters as a project for himself and John Belushi. So, we pause there, pause our little ghost mobile here, uh, the Ecto, Ecto, hypothetical Ecto-1. And look at that, like, wouldn't that be lovely in some way to arrange maybe with the Belushi estate or something with what we're able to do uh, as was done with uh, Carrie Fisher. Something where we can maybe just grab a bit of footage and just, just lovingly, very, like supervised by family, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Just bring him in for something very sweet, very beautiful, just to have him as a presence. Uh, Obviously, I think our afterlife has wrapped up in terms of uh, content. But I, and now this is what I'm actually going to be leading to and what will be the bulk of this episode, is um, it's I guess you could call it envisioning the future of Ghostbusters. um, Because that's honestly what I feel as though I I have this thing, if you've heard some of my other podcasts, of wanting things to step into their fullest version of themselves, the fullest um, vision um, and potential And uh, there are a couple of uh, properties, uh, stories that I just feel as though because of various, you know, interferences. One of them is um, He-Man, for example. And then you have uh, Planet of the Apes and such uh, that I just feel like, you know what, we're not, we haven't quite blown things up into. What I would like to say is, you know, take Star Wars for a template, but then add a whole bunch more humanity, you know? That's kind of what I'm envisioning for Ghostbusters. Um, Maybe in 10, 15 years, we'll be talking about, you know, a dedicated (laughs) Ghostbusters channel uh, or something or dedicated Ghostbusters streaming service, you know, opening this sort of thing up. But I'll finish reading the thing just to really, really take you into the place where I'm going to be speaking from. Um, So, yeah, the protagonists. Are you ready for this? The protagonists would travel through time and space to combat a host of demonic and supernatural threats. Okay. at uh, after that point it becomes the film you know, like they had to scale it down and to but um fortunately Mr. Babushi had to be replaced and everything. But that that two sentence opening of the true origins, if we're talking about something that if in some other dimension had not gone the way it did, um you're coming on a drive with me by the way. A drive home. Let's do this. Yeah, if it um if it, had gotten, if it had all gone a certain way, folks, we'd, we'd be talking about a PlayStation 5 open world, open dimension, um, Ghostbusters RPG, right? And wouldn't that be just... I mean, this is something that I've... Uh, when the first Afterlife trailer came out, I hyped out as all fuck about it. Honestly. I uh, completely, unfetteredly just got my hypes up into the highest of levels, and... And then it it wasn't too long ago. I think I was just reading it, um, sort of, uh, not absentmindedly. Obviously, things always have reasons. There are no accidents. (laughs) But um, I just sort of brought up the Wikipedia, and 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 those two sentences just struck me, and I just needed to just fully deck out those two sentences. Uh, Maybe I can even call this episode "Through Time and Space" or something. I'll figure out something appropriate to call it. But folks, we are going to go on a massive. Um, Mind's Eye cinema journey Into this game Starting with the I'm not kidding uh, With the opening screen Of this thing In Let's say 2024 Okay So that would be I suppose The 40th anniversary Of um, Of Ghostbusters Right If it was uh, Or the 50th Probably I don't know um, Something in in that realm And uh, Mats <laughs> Mats was never My strong suit Um and and just imagine uh you know hogwarts legacy for example is like an astronomical success um for for warner brothers and for the wizarding world and it causes uh again as it always happens with um stories like this uh and green lights like this and the one i like to always point to is if it wasn't for star wars then alien wouldn't have gotten made uh because star wars you know out of nowhere, completely against projections, um, reinvented cinema, almost... No, essentially reinvented cinema, reinvented expectations and that kind of thing uh, for that realm of creativity, you know? Um, And all it takes is for something like that to occur for then the people at Sony, who I believe are uh, the flagship people for Ghostbusters, uh, for them to have that realisation of you know what, Hogwarts oh, Legacy? And to the collective groans and eye rolls of like decades of Ghostbusters fans like myself, they have that moment in the boardroom and they say, what? It's almost like people really, really just wanna in a photoreal, open world, open galaxy, whatever, open field environment, create their own character in our world and then just go into in a beautifully voice acted beautifully like lots of beautiful um world building and character progression oh wow so shocking guess we'll green light it and then i would love for maybe even the um the avalanche guys if they are happy enough to sort of take um you know the the skeleton of hogwarts legacy uh, and then you know ghostbusters legacy fam, alright, <laughs> come on are you telling me that uh, we couldn't see ourselves in I don't know, let's, let's, let's get freaky with it let's do something where we are talking the original um, continuity uh, you know, and, and one thing as much as I am nostalgic, I do I really do want to blow this into the other dimensions, folks like I want there from the beginning, something very deft, that will allow us to, in a loving way um not part ways with uh you know Venkman and uh, and and the gang um Spangler etc but but to actually say you know what because of what we've discovered in terms of yeah time and space other dimensions like I can't I can't be the only one out there saying like yes it's I feel so fucking much exactly like the Harry Potter thing where everyone is so fucking obsessed with staying in London staying in um that sort of established pop culture kind of kiddie pool by now. It really feels so constraining the the British Wizarding World, especially when uh, Rowling has alluded to other Wizarding World nationalities out there. So, you know, like, don't don't at me about that, folks. Um, we really need to talk about broadening this world and. Uh, and not being slaves to this. I think we're, we're hopefully, we're, we're turning the, the corner on the nostalgia, the nostalgia generation. Uh, you know, I, I just hope we do because I, I, we can't stay mired in it for too long. I, I frankly hope Strangest Things season four, then five, is, is that's it. And we can just sort of move on past this phase of, uh, if this was, you know, the human race was like this, I guess, singular being anthropomorphized every human being all coming collectively together and they're just, if I was the therapist of that human being, I would say, look, let them work it out of this system. You know, they missed the past they are they're rejecting their newfound responsibilities as an adult. And they kind of want to close off, you know, the rest of the world and they want to keep it in this sort of pocket dimension. But especially with a premise as fertile as that, it's, uh, it's fucking, it's, it's astounding. And the only explanation is, uh, fear, uh, born out of, um, you know, making, uh, you know, studio safe decisions and it's like there are civilizations waiting to be discovered I'm sure the comics have dove into this, but we all know as much as I love the comics I love and I respect the, the art form um, After a while you, you do want to see this explored in other art forms and for me the interactive art form is the ultimate uh, It's the participative. It's the empathy engaging and um that's that's what we're talking folks we're talking um uh giving ourselves into this brand new character which we can invent from scratch and you know you obviously don't want (laughs) to push your luck too much in terms of origins you you might want to keep maybe the origin of the person contained to new york that could that could be a compromise just like as i am sure will occur with the hogwarts legacy that they're going to keep things roughly around about the realm of new york for the first title at least but but i do respect even though i have so many things i am in opposition to towards jk in terms of her conduct and her beliefs and stuff but what i i do respect her for is naming her endeavor collectively uh the wizarding world you know and with that, she gives herself this license, uh, this premise to, to say, look, you can all go get oh, potter potter on, on your own asses as much as you like, but this is a fundamentally global, multicultural, multinational thing. So if you're, you know, crusting over and molding over this old kind of conception of this thing being just one thing, And I I often see this with the fandoms of uh, lots of them. But I think in Ghostbusters, there's such a a shyness, uh, I guess, born potentially, possibly from the 2016 version, which I have far, far less issues with than most of the world. I think uh, a good uh, 20 to 30 30 to 35 percent of the outrage culture nowadays isn't so much the products themselves, it is that people now that there's very little to no mystery left in the world and you've you google everything as soon as you wonder about it, all you're left with in terms of you and the internet is a, you know, I guess a platform for complaining Uh, and films have to fight extra hard. And I won't deny like the 2016 film had major issues i would say it has major issues but i echo what uh, Joe, uh greg miller was um was saying not long ago where he talked about a multiverse teaser at the end where he, we are looking at kate mckinnon's character who i find so fucking cool like she has such a rad character design and um you know i again we're in, in another dimension that that uh ghostbusters 2016 a version of it at least crossed over a billion and a half and we're talking about that girl getting her an origin story spin-off. Like, that's just how sometimes fickle and arbitrary all of this feels, you know, and um, and uh, how, how awesome would it be to um, to have that lady, uh, to have her character explored and, and get to you know, jump in and, and then maybe even encounter like an uh, alternate dimension version of Rick Moranis so that He himself has started his own, um, division of Ghostbusters in Canada, (laughs) you know what I mean? And, and because there's such a strong Canadian presence, I mean, it is a Canadian production almost, you know, Ackroyd is Canadian and, um, you know, Moranis and so folks like, and that's just, I don't know, I, hopefully I'm not speaking from a place of too much naivete, but, uh. I think because I am fairly well plugged into it, uh, the sphere, like the Ghostbusters sort of fandom sphere, it just gets me wondering. Gets me wondering about why there isn't more people. I, I freaked out earlier today to give you an example. I, I also am plugged into the MonsterVerse sphere, and I and I have the MonsterVerse podcast as well. And I saw Ed Boon from Mortal Kombat, NetherRealm Studios. He put out a tweet following uh, Godzilla vs Kong's, and again, folks, we hey, planet Earth still has these things where out of nowhere things just take on a life of their own and Star Wars will always be a great example of that, um, uh, of experiencing this monumental success, you know? And um, just, yeah, like, <laughs> come with me on this vision quest <laughs> of um, of uh, this film completely exploding, you know? Uh, afterlife, which is, I really am manifesting it. I think... I think it'll be good for the health of uh Thank you. Like I just wanna say thank you, Godzilla vs. Kong for blowing open those doors. And to tie off my point so I'm not going on too many tangents, um what's his name? Uh yeah, Ed Boone, he he made this uh beautiful tweet about a fighting game. Like a fighting game starring the and, and I freaked out. I, I put like all caps or whatever on Reddit and I just said, look, I've been manifesting this for fucking years, and, I, and I've and i constantly put in um, comment sections about how, look, you can just drag the CG model straight from the MonsterVerse into a fighting game. It's right there. Like, add some movesets, talk to ILM, boom, 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 and we have the next-gen tech now, and let's just get this fucking thing happening, you know? And so... When I saw that happen earlier today, I think that must have also subconsciously catalyzed me to want to just, like, lay it down. Lay this vision down of this game with this hub world. I see it so fucking clearly in my mind. You know, do you guys remember, um, you know, Crash Bandicoot? Uh, warped. And there was just that central weird kind of hub. And this was a uh, 90s-ism. And, and you know, Miyazaki, shout out to him, he carried it forward in the likes of Dark Souls 3, where you have the thrones of the... um of the Cinder Lords of Cinder, and uh, and you know throw back to Banjokazui. It's it's that kind of hub area. And don't tell me, folks, like there's even like in in Dark Souls, like the Nexus or whatever. Sorry, Demon Souls. Don't tell me that there wouldn't be some. Here we go. All right, so j- jump through this portal of possibility with me. So the game opens up. It, it it is in beyond Miles Morales level graphics. This thing, and it is New York, and you. You create your character. Maybe there's some kind of clever Dragon Age Inquisition style envisioning that occurs in the ether, where we're talking about the realm. I mean, if I were, I, would, I would get super fucking esoteric because fuck it, this is hypothetical verse. Basically, you tap into that whole thing of like before you're born, you are between the realms, you know, and that this would tap into Ackroyd who would have, to, I would, he would have to be like on board all throughout this, you know, carte blanche, have as much funding. And uh, this is, hey, hypothetical verse. Then we can scale it back from there. But uh, Sony, who, who, who jumped behind the likes of Death Stranding, which I did 70 plus episodes of, which is a story which one of the central premises is, the, is uh, the realms between life and death. So Sony are plugged into this. They know that that succeeded in its own way with its own community and now a cult community. And they are, they're poised, folks, to, to, to greenlight something like this. So you're starting this game. And, you know, all the titles fire up and everything. And it isn't the Ray, you know, uh, theme song for Ghostbusters. No, it's something much gentler. There's a gentle score that opens up and, and it sort of opens up, I guess, on a star field or whatever. And it's and we kind of move through the star field a bit like Annihilation style. And we're up in there in the ether and we see maybe Dan Aykroyd, why not? We can have him narrate it. Uh, and, uh, oh, you know, long time ago when I studied, you know, maybe it's him talking with Venkman. All right. Vio, uh, Dan Aykroyd talking with um, with Peter Venkman. Uh, excuse me, uh, Ray talking with Pete, Peter about his theories of when he was first studying and like reading this ancient book, for example, and maybe. And this is this is legitimately. Uh, it's it's almost like as what will uh, afterlife will be, which is this sort of bearing forth of the world of uh, Ghost and the, the the dimensions, the universe, if you will, of Ghostbusters into the the younger generation. The game will do something similar, exist uh, in the same continuity, but as its own thing. But here's what you, here's what you do. You have uh, Bill Murray and um, and and uh, Dan Aykroyd speaking. And it's, uh, them, you know, as Ray and Pete and it's them, uh, they can either do a thing where they're maybe talking about, um, we can do some pitch, pitch changing to make it seem like they're younger, maybe talking in university or something. And we can do a, a prequel scene. I think maybe it would be kind of, I think more poignant to kind of bring in the actors and have them photogrammetry scanned. And like they did with that, uh, a uh, lovely lady who's going to be in elder Scrolls six, And a beautiful um, kind of, um, uh, you know, photogrammetry, pure, like, photoreal scan. And it's still VO at this stage. So it's Ray telling Peter about something he read long ago about... Because maybe they're contemplating, you know, moving into the next life themselves. Because, you know, long may they live and may they never cross into the next life, obviously. But maybe that's a, a very earnest, honest, real conversation they're having. And that would immediately ground the emotionality of the story. So we're talking after titles, black screen, you know, Elmer... Elmer-style score kind of rising, very sweet and Amblin-touched, you know, Amblin-esque score, very heartwarming. And it's like, Ray, you know, uh, or Pete, yes, Pete, you know. And, And so they're talking, it's like, you remember that paper we read a long time ago, you know, and maybe they're talking about their grandkids or whatever, and they've gone on to have really amazing lives, uh, but obviously they've they've put their protons packs back, and maybe they can refer to the events of afterlife if this is set after. Again, we'll figure all that placement in the timeline stuff later. All right? Remember that? It's like, and, oh yeah, that paper that I read, da, da da about you know when the human soul, da da da, it's like well, after they've passed away or whatever, uh, they go right back up into that mulch and they get swirled around like a milkshake, and then they come down, and uh, that's how we begin. It's like we start our our lives as ghosts, and then Peter's like, well you. Yeah, you That's crazy, man. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so heartwarming. Clearly. Straight out of the hospital, it's like, oh, my baby, my little baby ghost or whatever. Like, you know, again, workshop that. Bill Murray, that's his magic there to make that work. And, but in the meantime, you're brought to this character creation screen and it is this sort of thing, just like with Dragon Age Inquisition, you're out there in the ether about to be born as this, uh, you know, and, and obviously it's this flicker vision Of yourself in your maybe 20s 30s i guess you can sort of select after you finish your character uh what basically happens is you can do one of two things one you can zoom out into them talking about it uh and i i would have advised because we've heard the voice and we don't want that to just be teased so we can we can physically see them and then we have to find some deft and, and uh, sort of uh, smooth way, nothing contrived, where we get to enter the lives of this newly created being at the age that we are now um, and we're circumventing anything along the lines of like a, a flash forward through like a montage because that I think would be a bit too complex. Um, but essentially, we could see ourselves as basically like a bright young student who is, has been researching. Well, right there. You have it right there these lecturers maybe it's uh peter is lecturing now as an elderly professor uh, or Ray is uh, lecturing now and we are one of their students at this school and we talk to them and it's been 20 30 years or whatever since like they've done the ghost busting thing and all oh, that thing that happened in um uh wyoming i think the afterlife's gonna and that'll that'll be sort of peripheral and it'll it'll have done this i suppose force awakens type thing but we'll we will really uh, address that issue there where there there was a I think a lack of integration with the existing law in a a satisfying way. Uh, Many people have theorized and talked about it, but basically, yeah, so you have that initial premise of uh, old friends catching up or potentially it could just be Ray giving a lecture, Ray and Peter giving a lecture together or whatever. And 20, 30 minutes in, you are this young student, you've, you kind of miles of Morales your way through some envir- some school. Uh, this is third person open world, obviously. By the way, you can start already going around the faculty, looking through drawers. You know, order 1886 style, Uncharted style, reading papers, find a copy of Tobin's Spirit Guide, finding pages of Tobin's Spirit Guide around like Idun's apples from. Uh, god of war 2018 again these are the big templates you're thinking of with this thing uh 2018's god of war definitely uncharted bit of the order 1886 and then when we get out into the open world we're talking um horizon zero dawn uh hogwarts legacy you know that kind of thing um and maybe the teensiest bit of i guess we're talking something along the lines of uh, no man's sky when we're talking about going to other dimensions but that would be very very subtle and maybe only subtly hinted at in this first entry so hopefully something like the Ghostbusters Legacy trilogy or something uh, even though I think Ghostbusters Legacy is going to be the title of Ghostbusters Afterlife in a few countries uh, there's a little side trivia for you there um but going on so it's like 20-30 minutes in you're speaking with a photoreal brilliantly photo uh you know performance captured by I'm talking Dan Aykroyd uh, on the stage in his gray pajamas, whatever, like, doing the thing. And guess what? You're going to have these behind-the-scenes shots of Bill Murray uh, smiling and laughing at the camera and saying, I'm 75, and guess what I get to do? I don't have to wear a proton pack. My digital, completely photoreal self can do that. And he's always, like, recently I was reading an interview where he's like, that shit's heavy. I don't want to do that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it was painful. And imagine he's like, what? Well, I could do three of these things. And like, Everyone would collectively, like, their hearts would explode with with joy. And, and then maybe just to hear him say, you know, obviously unprompted, but to hear him say, it's like, it's so funny that we're doing this now with these multiple dimensions when all along, you know, cue emotional, behind-the-scenes feature at music. Uh, and I would do this. If I was the editor, I was like, this is the time to add this music in. Uh, I was talking with, um, actually, it, w- it wouldn't be Bill. It, it would be Ray. It would be um, Dan Aykroyd and he would be him talking. It's like, you know, maybe on the soundstage in his grey pajamas, if, he, if you want to put it that way. Um, and he's like, you know what, Jim, you know, as in John Belushi, uh, John Belushi would have loved this, you know, uh, this craziness, grey pajamas, you know, photo reel, uh dimension hopping. He's like, this would have been his jam. He would have been doing cartwheels all around this place. Uh, Because that is what we imagined Ghostbusters to be. It would be this, go anywhere, you know? And obviously we were constrained by the uh, technology of the times, but not anymore. And then cue the opening of the big documentary, which I'm already, I have almost like shot for shot in my mind of this game, you know? Gosh, I wonder if Naughty Dog would ever consider like throwing a wrench in the the spokes of uh, pop culture expectations of them to like make a last of us three or or whatever like imagine if they just said you know what we've been making our own property for like jesus like 20 30 years let's do let's fuck it like and ghostbusters imagine out of nowhere you know there's a bunch of people from naughty dog who fucking love ghostbusters and they're like you know what bethesda they got indiana jones why can't we have ghostbusters boom and they take over and they've got a kinship with sony they're established because of the Last of Us thing, and um, there you go. So there's some manifesting stuff there for you. And so 30 to 40 minutes to an hour in, we're in the lab with uh, with Dan. Basically, the, the the goal is maybe within 30 and 40 minutes, you've got a proton pack on of some semblance, uh, and you are on your way to getting your overalls, right? And then we're talking about you and, uh, and going on adventure. Again, th- we're unrestrained here. Uh, They can meet younger dimensional versions of themselves. They can merge with them or something. It's like, oh, you know, Peter and I have been uh, at at work on this for a while. There's like, you know, we might appear elderly on the outside, but guess what? We've been secretly carrying on. Imagine that. How fucking hype would that be? Is if they say, again, I'm I'm talking like you need to be heavily in my mind right now, folks. Like with this um, Mind's Eye Cinema, we have to be talking about beyond death stranding level graphics so coat the insides of your mind's eye cinema brain with the visuals and visual fidelity fidelity um sorry fidelity of death stranding that lab environment etc you know like close your eyes imagine that imagine uh bill murray photoreal bill murray coming out of that photoreal uh dan Aykroyd coming out of that ernie hudson coming out of that uh and guess what yes with full permission from the Har- from harold Ramos um uh, his household, his uh his estate uh and using a sound alike, he's there too. And guess what? And you ask yourself, well, wait a second, as the student, you say, hold on, but I think he's like, yeah, I know, he's dead in this time. He's dead in this dimension, but we just plucked him from another one. You know, we plucked him from one where maybe his marriage wasn't going so well and he actually didn't mind kind of <laughs> vacating existence. And it's maybe played very quickly as like a like as just sort of oh whatever. <laughs> like who cares? And it's like played for laughs, but there are multiple dimensions. And in one of them, I'm sure there is a, a, uh, (laughs) (laughs) there's a Harold Ramos who wants to get out of Dodge. And like, he he gets pulled into the future by like, cool older versions of himself. uh, And or whatever, like merged with younger selves or whatever. And I would love for Bill um, um, Murray to like explain it or really deftly. And then we're still scratching our heads. It's like, so wait a minute, you like, use a sort of (laughs) expendable version of your younger selves so that you can like supercharge your bodies and go on these space adventures imagine if at that point it's like it doesn't like he sort of hushes us up it doesn't matter or whatever and you can get fucking rick and morty on this man like if we're talking again time and space man The, the the realm between realms fucking that's where ghostbusters really needs to like come alive so so yeah um and so we're talking that we're talking Going so we're talking plot so obviously you you can't just have an opening you you need the the bulk of the story, and what you can have is uh you know hey I, on any other any other month I think I may have just done with you as I've done with all other people who sort of express interest in my work and sort of kept poking and poking but number one you were very persistent you know this is like the Will Smith you know entering the world you know that Joseph Campbellian moment um also we do a men in black podcast we'll get that started when it figures out what the hell it's doing with itself good times um and i know that there's crossovers with men in black and ghostbusters and stuff maybe they can do something down the line where you know uh, you know um just how i think One Division is going to do this thing where the mutant verse is going to spin off off of it via the uh pete evans uh, character uh or, or whatever that is and so maybe you could have introduced subtly into maybe afterlife two or three the men in black and then boom uh, you can you can soft reboot that subtly through an established fan base or whatever little mini pocket thought for you there that's fine lots of pocket thoughts all over the place um so but the central premise is Peter you know sarcastic sardonic whatever he's like okay yeah so you now you know now you know that we're not just a bunch of doddering old men we have this secret kind of I guess you could call it like an astral or cosmic treehouse kind of thing that they go it's like a dimension they can like blip themselves to and it is a nexus and obviously i mean i can scale things back and you know uh i wouldn't want it to, I, frankly i think it would be a little bit um uh, tugging at the heart, heartstrings in a bit of a contrived way but one thing could be the quest to get to find a dimensional version of, of harold ramus's character i think it would be amazing to just have him. It's like oh yeah that was another game so yeah we found him <laughs> you know so it's the four of them it's ernie who has like you know just really immersed into this world and now he's part of it too so it's ernie uh older uh, and awesome ernie old and awesome um dan old and awesome uh bill you know studying studying and then yeah old and awesome and like spectral or whatever harold ramas so it's the four of them studying in this kind of cool pocket space dimension i guess you could say he could just turn you it's like oh You know, you heard of Doctor Who or whatever? It's like, well, we have something similar, but blah, blah, blah. This kind of permanent TARDIS dimension. And it's huge. This room is massive. And portals are in construction. Maybe they have, like, a whole cast, a whole kind of... um, a crew of Ghostbusters, that would be amazing, departments would be amazing, you can maybe look at uh, um, uh, Beetlejuice for a bit of that, it's like, oh wow, they've really been working hard on this thing, and they're like, you know what, yeah, sure, we set up in New York, but we figured it's mu- much more cost efficient, plus we don't have to pay rent if we use this fucking pocket dimension, you know, and we're talking about, again, spoilers for Godzilla versus Kong, three, two, one. But we're talking about a world where now a film where a giant fucking lizard blows a hole from fucking Hong Kong to the core of the earth and a monkey, sorry, an ape, jumps the fuck through that fucking millions of kilometers long hole, catapulted by reverse gravity or whatever, climbs the fuck up out of that hole and is slaying motherfuckers, you know bashing up fucking uh godzilla and the mecha godzilla kind of shit we're talking fucking so don't at me about pocket dimensions man like we also we're also in the marvel verse holy fuck we're about to get loki talking with you know the guardians of time and shit so completely fucking possible i won't have anyone at me about oh yeah no that's a bit too outland it's just like no venkman fucking stands everyone they've they've just found their um, they and Zetamore—they—they found their fucking pocket dimension. They've created their little mini institution. It's stable. Maybe they can say, oh, yeah, you know, uh, this whole thing—it's powered by like the slumbering dreams of of, of, a, of a of a of a mighty slore, We've like harnessed his dream energy to like power our electric- electricity or whatever. Fuck it." get creative get fucking crazy with these ghosts and these dimensions you know and it's like this kind of Terry Pratchettian thing of uh you know the civilization on the back of the tortoise or whatever and maybe it would be so hilarious to have that not mentioned again (laughs) but now we now we're talking about the Red Dead Redemption 2 angle on this and we're going to talk about chapters so this is chapter one or two okay I've got you um I've got you sorted with that (laughs) all locked locked in the premise there the premise is an energy shortage in some civilization I, i would love for it honestly fuck it i would love for it to be you know just like red dead redemption 2 you're having these little mini missions but you have this overall goal of maybe you as uh, as this uh, young kid studying, it's like you want to fulfill your... Um, I mean, again, I don't want to be too tropey, but uh, you've discovered ghosts maybe because like uh, your sister passed away. You want to find her in some dimension or, uh, you know, like, oh, I-, I followed this, you know, and like we had such a close bond, me and my... maybe me and my girlfriend or something who can... I don't know. I- I- I'll i go there. We can go dark, like who sadly like, like took her own life or something or, or they took their own life or whatever. And it's all kind of switched up based on identities and stuff. And you can, um, you know, uh, have some life and life is strange aspects there. But imagine we have this premise that around about uh, chapter five, and I love the the God of War structure. So you go chapter five, and, and it's, it's just, you're in the flow of this story, you're in the flow of, okay, well, I've, I've, I'm basically a ghostbuster now. And you can have some fellow Ghostbusters join you, whatever. And I would love for like maybe two or three people to join you. So then you have maybe at the end, very organically set up. It's like maybe mission six or seven, chapter six or seven. Peter says, you know what, this thing, you helped us save like a dimension or two, helped us rescue a civilization or two. Uh, Jesus uh, with, um, you know, this spectral stuff, you know, and spectral kind of civilizations and dimensions or whatever. It's like, yeah, the Ghostbusters have really upped their game, you know. Uh, and upscaled. And, um, uh, you know what, what we figured is like, we've actually started something here and you've inspired us and, uh, we're going to be less cranky old men. And like, we've took on two more apprentices. And again, I'm going to leave this very much heavily up to the, the scenario writers, uh, with this, but, uh, you take on, uh, the, and they're not just add ons, like they actually have significance. They each have their own goals. And if you want, you can make one of them quasi villainous and, and sort of have to have an arc of their own or something. But you have to be conscious of uh, wanting the audience to care about characters that are introduced a bit too, like uh, who are introduced later on, because uh, you want to respect, okay, well, I've, I've been bonding with this one main character, uh, and I uh, want to kind of keep that. Same with like the Luke Skywalker thing there. So we'd make sure to adhere to that. And, uh, uh, for example, with uh, Star Wars, you know, you get uh, Han Solo's introduction um, 20, 30 minutes or something in, like, uh, you know, some, something along those lines. And I would see, honestly, the story wrapping up with, um, man, you can go fucking epic with this. You need to show up on some civilization, you know, and, and you need to, like, wrangle. I'm, to- I'm By the way, folks, you know... Uh, hollow-earth, you know, um, heaves, I think they're heaves, hollow-earth aircraft, aircraft vehicles, or whatever they're called. Um, The Ghostbusters, through whatever kind of cool fuckery that they're doing in this pocket-dimension laboratory of theirs, this nexus from which you can, you know, crash... Uh, Crash Bandicoot warped your way into these fucking missions and shit. Fucking cool as fuck. Leveling up your equipment. Crafting your equipment at these fucking uh, benches and shit. Up Upgrading your benches and stuff. Discovering little... Get, get fucking Rick and Morty, right? And bring on the fucking cameos, man. Get fucking uh, Rick Moranis, like, photogrammetry in there. Get Sigourney Weaver photogrammetryed in there. She's already done some stuff with Alien Isolation. Uh, as many people as you can. It's all justifiable within the lore, uh, in the, in, you know, dimensions, realities, versions, iterations. You know, we, we are in the Marvel verse and like we shouldn't be afraid to, to dive headlong into that kind of stuff, you know. Multiverse of Madness, I swear to fucking God, sorry for, to get so heated, but Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness coming up now, it's been alluded to with WandaVision, you know, the, the, the multiple cells and stuff. That will be the gate opener. It will get the billions because people will have missed cinemas. It will earn maybe half a billion to a billion more than it would have during pre-pandemic because people will be so fucking grateful. Godzilla vs. Kong burst this fucking door open uh, on films and people are excited to go back and they'll cling to it all the stronger and all of the pundits saying that cinema's dead. Guess what? They're going to fucking coexist like the titans and the people, man. There's going to be the big-ass TV screens, the big-ass screens over at the cinema. Gonna, you're going to have the screens at home. Everybody's going to have everything, you know? But the cinema cinema experience, I don't think it's going anywhere. So I think we're, we're safe with that. cuz vs. Kong bursting that fucking door open of possibility for the, for the um, films to, like, re-enter people's consciousness uh, by Multiverse of Madness Times next year... Uh, you will already have had, like, that teaser, which will be in November, you know, fingers crossed, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, is that it puts that out there, Sony kind of, hold on, wait, Multiverse Madness comes out, it fucking does gangbusters, and we're talking, uh, discussions opening I was like, well, I listened to this one podcast one time, and, uh, you know, um, yeah, well, I listened to a podcast, and it is, uh, I reckon it will benefit everybody to do this fucking project you know what i mean like it would be rad to do this and um i'm, I'm sort of i'm also um mind's eye cinemaing like crazy that's why my, my mind is wandering a little bit but that's that's just in general um yeah and so the story would wrap up i think with something where you're yeah, again we have to even though we're, we're blowing up the, the the possibilities of the the, um, Ghostbusters kind of universe through this game, it's going to be a multi, uh, multi multi-realm kind of, uh, or or multi-front endeavor, so you'll have, hopefully, I really pray that even though it is this little Wyoming story, I hope that in that basement, under that, um, uh, under that basement, you know, out there in the farm, we're talking Spengler doing his fucking thing, and like, (laughs) you know what I mean? And, um, You know, exploring dimensions, man. That's exactly what I fucking want. That's what we need. And imagine that subtle multimedia illusion happening. And at the very end, there's this, uh, oh yeah, okay, cool. So there's the uh, 2016 girls who they themselves can get photogrammetry. Again, we're talking arsenals of amazing equipment. Infinite different very varying shapes of ghosts and stuff. Infinite different... um, uh, civilizations and stuff. So you can, let's say, uh, fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll be generous, even though I love the multidimensional stuff and Mobius is huge for me and I love going to different planets and stuff, but maybe you can go a, a, a three to a one. Okay. Fuck it. A one to nine ratio. It's like, okay, nah, fuck it. Two to two to eight ratio of you go eight stories in the real world. And then two stories completely set, you know, out, in the, in the yonder reaches, like, that would be so fucking cool and Lovecraftian, um, and then you'd also be talking about, yeah, like, what, uh, what's his name, um, Mike Mignola does, right, so, and he goes everywhere with what he does, like, that would be fucking cool, so, yeah, get, get them diamonds on that boogie for people who, (laughs) who know what I'm talking about with Tim and Eric, um, yeah, you need to, like, in your foremost in your mind, Last of Us Part 2, the crafting tables, like, Create, creating your different kind of ghost equipment finding blueprints around the world finding tobin spirit guide but then a deeper occult mystery would be amazing you could have the evo shandor stuff come up um you can have a, a brand new beautiful uh you know the order 1886 still hasn't had its chance to explore it hopefully at some point it will i'm manifesting that over on the order 1886 podcast but imagine a mysterious kind of figure following you around and uh, and some amazing reveal is shown, and it is, uh, you know, I, I want to get Jodorowsky on this. I want to have like incredible, beautiful. I wonder. I would love for Ray at the end of the story to have like some crazy apocalyptic vision of like, oh, you know, the convergence of all this, you know. And he would just kind of, you know, this is all Dan uh, Dan Aykroyd being like, well, the realms of the dead of seven of, of exactly eight worlds are lining up, and and they're they're fucking interdimensional thrum is coalescing and it'll mean a giant pocket of death that opens up and swallows the world's whole or whatever and uh, we can do something about it and stuff and they have to go to all these temples and these temples have um, I don't know, reality anchors and these reality anchors will make sure that when this uh, big kind of buffeting kind of you know, you know, metaphysical storm or whatever is created like it can like hold down these civilizations, make sure they don't flap away into this void. And, uh, you know, Venkman can have his grounding quips about like, oh yeah, you know, ever been out, you know, camping kid and, you know, didn't nail down your, your tent? Well, guess what? If we don't do these, these will nail down the tent that is reality. And again, these great uh, kind of Marvelisms, which, are, which I will give it the credit that uh, Marvel does know how to ground Um, it's stories, uh, which I, 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 in sort of quippy kind of stuff like that, you know? And I think that that, uh, Ghostbusters will really, really benefit from that. So folks, this thing wraps up. You're part of this new crew. The dimensions have been opened. The next title, if we want to give a mini little outline for the next three titles, we're talking, um, uh, yeah, starting your own kind of Ghostbusters thing, you know? And maybe it can be this thing where it's a commentary on the sort of 80s nostalgia, and uh, you're setting up your own kind of lab or whatever and, uh, or, or continuing the work in that kind of cool pocket dimension metaphysical lab. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and honestly, it's going to be about, frankly, this, a huge unexplored, I haven't even talked about it, the, the component of the spirit guide, uh, you know, a teaser trailer for this in some, you know, mind's eye f- cinema, use your, use your, <laughs> use your future eye, um, You know, you thought Tobin thought he had found them all, but he hasn't. And imagine like a huge component of the next title is going to be going around categorizing, finding new ghost civilizations or whatever. And then, man, I would love for there to be, you know, the third of this trilogy or whatever, summonable ghosts that you can like summon ghosts and there's like a. I envisioned this with um, Legacy of Avalon and The Last Vampire, which are the Order eighteen eighty seven and the Order eighteen eighty eight that I've kind of hypothetically extrapolated where those stories can go from the first entry. So I've done a bit of that here for you now. And just imagine that, you know, again, so many angles they could go in. They just need to commit. They need to get photorealistic. They need to get God of War on it, um, Uncharted, The Last of Us Part II, Breath of the Wild, goodness me, Um, and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn you know what I mean? And, and definitely Hogwarts legacy. So I am here in Canberra in 2021, five, six months away from, uh, Ghostbusters afterlife. And I am heavily, heavily manifesting for this to go in a beautiful, exciting, uh, dimension. Uh, yeah. Direction that I hope, uh, as I've You know, as I've been speaking, that I've stoked some some moments of oh wow, that's something I hadn't thought of yet. With uh, you know, expanding and deepening in a really cool way, uh, the Ghostbusters world. And frankly, if they don't have some cozy. A mansion in explorable, completely explorable, Tobin's Mansion, maybe, where just like the Order 1886 in that last mission, you can kind of explore the library up and down. But in this one, it's like, uh, you know, a bit brighter lit and it's like you can pull up books. And if you've played the Final Fantasy VII Remake, there's that library area there. So again, I just throw these things out so that you can kind of coat the inside of your mind's eye cinema and and the figures inside can move. With those textures, with those shapes, so that it makes it easier for you to imagine this. So, hopefully, uh, this has uh, enlivened your hype. And uh, if this has reached anyone who is even five, six, seven, eight degrees away from people who could potentially make this happen, please, I take no credit. Uh, take as many of these ideas as you want. Uh, this is simply because I just want to be on a planet where, where these things exist at the same time. I've already said on a few shows, I'd be more than happy to like work for absolutely nothing. I'd I'd pay you to let me work for you <laughs> to, to help bring these things to, to, to fruition where I just feel, you know, there's that Mugatu thing of like, I feel like I'm tra- taking crazy pills. Like, uh, this shit, this, it should exist by now, but, uh, And if I don't uh, see it in the next year or so, I will probably have to drop everything I'm doing and say, well, you know, I'm not getting any younger. I I need these things to be around. And I'm sure many millions of others, too, generations of others, too, to come will will have appreciated us acting now and, and creating these things. And folks, there it is. Okay, interactive, ghostbusters, open world, open dimensions, time and space, like how, Dan Aykroyd, from his initial inklings, the uncompromised version of Ghostbusters, that's what this is, and we want it interactive, we want it, all of us experiencing it, and yeah, jump, jump in there with me, folks, let's do this, so, it's been wonderful, laying all of this out, Uh, and let's say, hypothetically, the story, you know, ends up, yeah, you've got your own crew, and you're going on, and I've explained those, those next three, and it's like, timeline-wise, you know, let's manifest that as well, we're talking, uh, yeah, so I said uh, 2024. Uh, then let's go 2028, and let's end this thing. Uh, 2022, so 2032. Okay, trilogy of amazing next-gen photoreal PS5, PS6 titles, folks. So let's fucking go. Be well, everyone, and until next time. Bye for now.